0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 66 of Little Cabin Knits, Flowing Boundaries. Little Cabin Knits is a bi-monthly or monthly podcast all about knitting, mental health, advocacy, my new mama journey, and life happenings here in the wilds of Alaska with a little bit of hygge sprinkled throughout. I'm your host, Emily. I'm a knitter, crafter. I'm a mental health therapist. I'm a stay-at-home mom and I'm an explorer of my home state of Alaska. Today's episode contains administration, around the fire, on the couch, on the shelf, personal skill set, and contemplation corner. So dra- grab a drink of your choice or have me in your ears as you're doing some chores driving home from work Um, or commuting, whatever you're doing. I'm just glad that we're spending this time together. And let's talk about life happenings and some knitting. Administration. Well, my friends, you can find me on Instagram and Ravelry as Anders Knits. We have a sort of on hiatus, whatever you want to call it, YouTube channel of Between Knits and Pearls. You can find all the show notes at com, as well as all of my free patterns. And you can also find my free patterns on Ravelry. Uh, I think, what am I calling myself there? I think I'm just calling myself Anders Mill Knits on Ravelry for my patterns. <laughs> but, you know, there you are. And... Also, you can email me at littlecabinknitsak at gmail.com. I am an Amazon affiliate, so any products that I list... I don't think I've got anything on this episode, but anytime you uh, you, uh, click on anything that I list uh, that I have purchased from um, Amazon on our blog then we get a little kickback of that. doesn't come out of your pocket, just I get a little commission from Amazon. You can directly uh, um, assist the podcast in its upkeep by donating to us at our Ko-Fi account of Little Cabin Knits. And our official sponsor of Little Cabin Knits is Charming You, who just published the theme for her... 2023 Christmas advent calendar and it looks fabulous so go on over there on Instagram you can find her as charming you and you can see and you can pre-order if you would like the uh, the kit and that is administration. knit and craft what you love cal so this is going on i did not realize it but i forgot to make my uh, ravelry um discussion thread live the last time so i'm going over there to do that today somebody messaged me about this the other day and i was like oh my gosh i totally forgot but it is whatever you want to knit or craft of your choice that it, um, and that you, is bringing you joy and love, that you love to do, that qualifies you to be in the running to win a prize. If you use the hashtags Knit What You Love, K-A-L, or the hashtag Craft What You Love, K-A-L, then you are entered in to win prizes. Now, what do we have for prizes? Well, our good friend Carrie of My Wool Mitten Farm on Instagram. She also has a YouTube channel, which she is currently posting all about the lambing season, my friends. And it is so wonderful. Oh, go and find her on YouTube. Um, But she doesn't know what she's going to donate yet. But she's going to donate something from her farm uh, f- as a prize. So that is really exciting. And I went through my stash and I found a kit and a sweater's quantity that I'm going to donate. The first is the kit, the mitten kit of Fox in the Snow Mittens by Yarnspiration. And it says one size fits average hands, And it comes with three skeins of... Um, Patton's Croix sock. And the pattern is beautiful. The mitten itself is white. And the uh, Fair Isle design is of foxes' heads. It's so adorable. So the colorways included are, like I said, white. Then we have copper colors for the foxes. And coal. Yeah, coal as the third colorway in that and this was a kit that i got from craftsy a couple years back and i do want to knit this really badly but since um i just don't think i'm going to be able to knit on anything of that type of gauge anytime soon i thought it would be best if i passed it on to you guys and the second is another kit that i got from craftsy a sweater kit and this is oh and these come with the patterns my the wolf sweater by melissa Sh- shashwary shashwary it is such a beautiful kit oh my gosh this sweater is so gorgeous it's all over cables not this the, the sleeves though and it is knit with cloud born fiber superwash highland worsted in the slate heather colorway and It's my understanding that Cloudborn is no longer producing yarn, so you can't get this yarn anywhere else. Um, but I purchased this for my size, so most of you will not need as much yarn as I did, or as I assumed I did, but this sweater does only go up to a size XL, so that's the size that I purchased for, uh, 49.25 inches around the bust which even now that I'm weighing a lot less than I used to that still wouldn't fit my bust measurements because you know the boobages they they just kind of stick out a little bit and that would have been a tight fit but it still would have been awesome to try for that sweater and I probably could have figured out how to uh, finagle it to fit me correctly but my loss is your gain since I can't seem to knit on anything heavy which includes sweaters and so those are the prizes so again the rules of the uh, knit along craft along are as such and you can enter to win from now until i'm gonna say the end of june i did say june 2nd but i'm gonna say instead the last day of june Uh, I'm going to actually fix that right now until the last day of June. And anything you post either on Instagram or in our Ravelry thread, you will be entered in to win one of the three current prizes we have. Um, Whatever you have currently on the needles is fair game. You don't have to cast on anything special. Just pick something that you love to knit on. That's the spirit behind it. And what you tell me that you love knitting on, I will believe you. You don't have to fake it, okay? Um, you Double dipping into other people's cows is encouraged. And yeah, the only big rule is that you knit what brings you joy and what makes you happy. So that is our craft along. Alright, a little unexpected, unannounced segment. This is what I'm calling a call-out to you guys. So I've been thinking long and hard about my podcast's futures, uh, both on the YouTube channel and here. I don't see the YouTube channel going forward uh, at the moment uh, because Stephanie is so busy and so on and so forth. Um... As far as this podcast is concerned, I am going to keep doing it. I love recording this podcast. And I know from the messages I get, the conversations I have, but also just by seeing the numbers on my uh, podcasting app, that you guys enjoy listening to it. I've actually had quite a few new subscriptions in the last month. I think 300 new people have subscribed via Spotify to Little Cabinet. So welcome to all of you. The snag in all of this is that I do not know what is happening with my hands and I am in incredible pain whenever I knit. I can barely, barely knit a few stitches before I have a sharp pain. Now I did go to the doctors and they are as uh, flabbergasted at my situation as I am. I'm going to be going to a hand specialist. I suspect from everything they're saying that I have really bad carpal tunnel, which could lead to surgery, but we don't know. We have no idea. I'm going to try some new uh, grounding and earthing um, therapy on my hands and, uh, my arm to see if that can help relieve anything. But for now I'm wearing a very expensive brace, uh, that, that helps keep my, uh, everything immobile, which means that I'm not going to be crafting as much, which means there won't be as much content from my end for this podcast. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to invite you to come on and talk with me um share what you're knitting or crafting on crocheting on quilting on sewing on uh, spinning on painting drawing whatever it is that you craft I'd love to have a conversation with you on that um I have a few friends that I have been talking to who may be coming on to not really talk about crafting but me, we're going we're thinking about having a round table about budgeting cleaning uh, solutions some routines that could be helpful for you all um, organizing spring cleaning all of that kind of stuff um, that that has been a, a really topmost in my mind and seems to be quite well received at least on Instagram by all of you my friends and so I did talk to a couple of my friends and that that follow me on Instagram and I follow them obviously and I kind of finagled them into possibly coming on we're still in the works so i'm not sure <clears throat> but like may like suggest a topic if you're not a crafter and you want to come on and talk about something as long as it's not political i refuse to talk about anything political on this podcast okay that, that i draw a hard fast line right there and that may seem that i am not being not standing up and not advocating in that realm for me it's not i don't advocate about politics i advocate about mental health and that's what i focus on okay so there's no politic talk on here at all i don't care what you guys believe in what your political stance is i love you regardless just i'm I'm not going there does that make sense but if there is like if you're building a cabin or you are starting a new exercise regimen and you kind of want to just talk about it and, f- and flush it out a little bit. People want to know about it. Everybody wants to know about everybody else's lifestyles. Uh, it, it fascinates us, right? So my call out is, if you're interested, message me on Instagram. Write me an email at a k at gmail.com. And let's get you on. All right. I'd love to interview you. I'd love to get to know you more on a deeper level. Uh, Because you know, guys, I adore you, but I hardly ever get to talk to you. So except for I'm talking at you right now. (laughs) So let's talk together. All right. So that's my call out. Здесь... the fire no this is not a new segment my friends rather we are replacing the title of raise a cuppa with around the fire because that just seems more appropriate with the theme of our podcast so this segment is still all about life happenings here in Alaska and today we're joined by Jimmy who has his rattle and thinks it's funny to keep throw, picking it up and throwing it on the ground for Mama to pick up again. Don't you? You think it's funny? You gonna laugh for us? <laughs> so let's talk about Jimmy for a little bit, huh? Because you guys know he's my favorite topic these days. So he is now 10 months old. Technically now 10 and a half months old. um, And he's still... What are you doing, mister? You hit Mama's foot that time. He is super cute, super adorable, as always. He gets pretty darn mad these days when it's time to change his diaper or go down for a nap because that interrupts his adventures. And boy howdy, is he on adventures. I mentioned last episode that he was scooting and how cute he was when he was scooting. Well, now he just, he is going at it. He's all over the place. One of his favorite places to try and get to is the bathroom. He is fascinated by the bathroom. Um, so we have to keep the doors to the bedrooms and to the bathroom closed now because he, like, literally, he will, one second, he will be right in front of me in the living room, and the next second... Like, maybe I blinked or something. And he's in the hallway trying to get into one of those rooms. And he also loves it when we do laundry. He helps me out with laundry a lot. And he goes over and he checks on the laundry while it's running as well. So he's having a great time there. In other news, we have been spring cleaning in our house quite fiercely. Um, I have now accomplished spring cleaning uh most of the second room that will be turned into jimmy's room i uh ah. but I say most because we kind of had a minute not a, not really a flood but our crawl space when it's springtime it fills up with water and our sunk pump which which takes all the water out stopped working, so we had to take everything out of the closet that was in there that i was trying to avoid dealing with at all and so now it is all in the bedroom all lopsided and just everywhere my spinning wheel is out and Jimmy is fascinated by my spinning wheel um but I don't know when I'm ever going to be able to use my beautiful spinning wheel I feel so bad it was such a beautiful wedding gift from my husband but you know I was so sick while I was pregnant that I couldn't use it and now with jimmy i don't feel comfortable pulling out my spinning wheel and then also my carpal tunnel i think it's carpal tunnel we'll get into that in a second my hands hurt so bad just my left hand really that i don't think i can spin successfully so it's just sitting there mocking me at the moment that it's out of the closet in there uh, but i have deep cleaned and rearranged the bathroom to be baby appropriate and baby safe I, ow, Jimmy! That really one really hurt. You threw that hard. That was Mama's toe. Yeah. Um, I deep cleaned uh, the laundry room closet and organized it within an inch of its life. We now have. Oh, and the hallway closet. Uh, I deep cleaned that and reorganized that. So, how things are set up now? The hallway closet now holds any cleaning supplies in the house. Period. And any. Extra bathroom or toilet paper, soap, anything like that, uh shampoo, extra shampoos, and boy, howdy we are we stocked up on those things? I think for the next year we'll be okay without having to buy any um, hand soap or shampoo or cream rinse. The uh laundry closet now holds our towels and uh, of course the other normal accoutrements that go into the laundry room such as detergent and but then on the top shelf we do have some things that I rarely use like the the steamer that we got to use during the wedding to steam the i wrinkles out of the tablecloths and things like that and as well as the ironer iron iron ironing iron yeah <laughs> I know my words um and other little things like we have uh, little tiny heaters that we have up on the top shelf and things like that all out of the way of jimmy and then in the bathroom my dad's friend came over and he helped us me i should say put up some additional shelving so we've got a brand new shelf <laughs> high above the toilet in which we put things up there that we use semi-regularly but we wanted to keep out of reach of jimmy so that is housed in two baskets and then in his room our friend put shelving up all around the upper half of the bedroom to again put things up there that I wanted to keep out of Jimmy's little hands um all of my um game uh, board games are up there uh and just a whole bunch of stuff actually I can't even get into it all but I was very proud of myself I was feeling really good and then the semi-flood thing happened and everything got turned upside down again and I'm feeling a little discouraged but it's okay um yeah are you getting restless if I put you down you're gonna cry aren't you here you want your giraffe to chew on he's getting two new upper teeth and he is grumpy about it he's like I only want to bite your fingers mom yeah there you go Let's see, what else have we been doing? Oh, my aunt and uncle had decided that they were going to replace all, literally all, of the furniture in their house. And they had a really nice leather rocking chair that they asked if I wanted. And, of course, I said yes. And even though I had just fixed our beloved wooden rocking chair, the bottom of it, had the wood was weakened at some point and it split when one of us sat in it one day and it actually explained all of the noises and the creaking and popping we've been hearing as we've been over the last couple months and now that i fixed it i jerry-rigged it with some wood glue and some clamps uh, i actually used plumbers uh clamps on this to make it work <laughs> i was quite proud of myself um and there's no creaking anymore And my husband asked, well, does that mean that we're going to get rid of the wood rocking chair? And I said, absolutely not. I love that thing. And so we have two rocking chairs now. And then ironically, just this last weekend, my cousin messaged me and said, I'm moving out of state. Do you want our grandpa's old rocking chair? (laughs) And I said, yes. Hello. Um, And then, of course... You know, I knew that we couldn't house it in our house. So I asked my older sister if she would want my, our papa's rocking chair. And so my sister's going to get the rocking chair. I was just the intermediary in that. But for about half an hour, my husband was not exactly excited, thinking that we were going to have three rocking chairs in our tiny house. <laughs> I love scaring him like that. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Otherwise, what we've been doing, I have been um, w- uh, recording some cooking videos and cleaning videos and tips and tricks on hey. TikTok and Instagram. Hey. Both places you can find me as Anders Mill Knits. So if you want to, I mean, you really only have to go to one place because the same videos are posted at both places. Um, so. What, the things that I'm really surprised about that people have really, really gravitated to are vastly different on each website. The people on uh, TikTok seem to really like it when I post things that I do in my crock pot or my sauerkraut uh, recipes. Um, and then the people on Instagram seem to really like it when I'm doing other things such as casseroles. It's interesting, right? Um, but this week hopefully I'm going to do another video and I have been wanting my entire life to do Indian food and so I'm going to try Indian food I'm just I've got one day left I've been on a no buy week which means I don't buy anything and today's Tuesday it's my last day that I told myself to be on it just so we can get through all of our leftovers and stuff and tomorrow I'm going to go buy some things to make um some Indian food curry that's the word curry um but I don't trust myself to make the curry sauce myself, so I'm going to buy a pre-made curry mix and use that. Plus, I'd have to buy so many extra s- spices that I'm not sure I would ever use again, so I'm not I'm not going to put myself through that. Um, but I am going to b- try a curry this week. It's probably going to be chicken. Still haven't looked it up yet, but I'm really mad. I don't know if anybody else uses the All Recipes app, but they stopped supporting the app as of the 23rd of March, and they're o- they're only posting things on their websites, and I just don't like going on the, their website as much, and it really annoys me because that's where I find 99% of my recipes that I use. I love the All Recipes app, but now I guess I'm going to have to force myself to use their website. And so I need to go on there and look for a curry uh, recipe. Are you going to be okay? I put him on the ground. Let's see if he gets mad at me. He's just looking at me like, okay, so. Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So much stuff is going on. I forgot totally this. We got a brand new dishwasher, our old dishwasher, which I had assumed was from the 90s. But when my husband took it out, the dishwasher was actually only from 2004, I think he said it was which still makes it a a little over 15 years old. No, not 15. Yeah, 2004. I guess almost 20 years old. But still, I thought it was more like 30 years old or something like that. Um, But the heating element stopped working on it. Everything that I put in, even though I pre-washed everything, because I always do that, Uh, when I took it out, it was dirtier than when I put the dishes in. And our uh, place is so tiny, there was no way that I could be hand-washing dishes because we just don't have any place to dry them, especially because of all of Jimmy's bottles that I hand-wash and put out to dry, air-dry on the (laughs) counters and stuff. That takes up an entire section of our kitchen just dedicated to Jimmy's bottles and food and things like that. So we were very blessed that my husband's parents... um, uh, like heard of our plight and that we were going to have to dip into our savings which we're trying very hard not to touch uh, which we have very little left of because we've been having to touch them because I've always been the breadwinner in the family which and now that I'm home my husband's um, my husband's job pays the bills but doesn't pay for groceries right so I have to pay for groceries out of our savings so that's whittling down quickly Yes, lovey. Yes. Um but anyway, the parents pay, sent us some money to buy a dishwasher and so we were able we were going to get the cheapest dishwasher we could find. Uh probably a used one on like Facebook Marketplace or something, but because of their generosity, we were able to get a brand new one from Lowe's and it was the quality that I love and I really appreciate it's got a third rack for all of those like uh utensils that usually take up so much room in the rest of the pla and the rest of the dishwasher. Oh my gosh, I love this new dishwasher, it's so great, and we installed it ourselves, so we didn't have to get. The, uh, pay the extra $200 for installation and it was really funny because as my as my husband and I were preparing to install it, I'm reading the instructions and it, and it says in big bold letters, do not install yourself, only ins- have a professional install <laughs> I'm just sitting there laughing but I'm sure a professional would have gotten it done in like a half an hour it took us about three and a half hours to install it I'm okay with that. We did it ourselves, and we saved $200. Uh, there's lots of other things going on around the house. Spring is here. Everything is melting. But the last thing I'll mention is that tomorrow, uh, starting April 5th through the 10th, I am doing a de-stash of, my yawn, of some of my yarn uh, on Instagram. And you can go there. I've got some really special things I'm de-stashing. Um... Some things like Gale's Art that is and uh, Gnome Acres, none of the, neither one of those are dying yarn anymore. And I've got them on there. I've got also some. It's not Ross Farm, but it's um, Bijou Ranch. I think is the name of it. I've got one hundred percent cashmere that I'm destashing. I've got two sweater quantities I'm on destashing. That I'm also willing to break up into different lots if people want. And then also just a lot of self-striping excitement, like Fiber Nymph Dye Works, Giddy Yarns from the UK. I've got one skein of Lollipop Yarns, which I still need to photograph and get ready. Um, I've got, ooh, I've got Desert Vista Dye Works. I've got so many really awesome skeins that because of my hands, I just don't think I'm going to be able to knit anytime soon, maybe for a couple years, who knows. So I think it's just better that I de-stash them and not hold on to them with the dream and the hope that one day I'll be able to knit socks again, right? So um, I'm just going to pass them on to somebody who will love them and cherish them and use them so be looking for that um so april 5th through april 10th we've got all kinds of really special things going up each day so i hope you guys go on over there and uh pick out something special for you because it's easter and so why not get yourself something special for easter right (laughs) and that's around the fire Oh, I gotcha. I brr, brr, brr. Oh, are we not happy now? Did <laughs> you guys
1: get happy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you are my
0: The couch well I've got two things on the couch the first one I can't knit on at all it's my it's a new pattern that I've been designing uh, I'm just for at the moment I'm just calling it fingerless mitts because I don't really have a name but uh, I'm using knit picks Brava DK in white green and purple and I've got some corrugated ribbing going around the wrist and then it was going to graduate into a like a flower bed of roses and wildflowers, uh, Fair isle problem is is I can't knit on them, so that's on hold. But this design is in the works because a good friend of mine um let me have her bread maker, and I am knitting her these mittens in exchange. I'm also my niece, my one of my oldest nieces, <clears throat> Miriam, she's been on the podcast before. She's helping me with this design because I was finding it really difficult. I really wanted to make sure that the flower motif wasn't interrupted by the thumb gusset and I was having a really hard time charting it out and figuring it out and so and she is extremely good at this stuff so she's been helping me with that. I might she's in school right now and things are really hectic so I might have to wait till she's done with school but she might finish designing and knitting up these mittens uh, so that I can put out the pattern but also like give them to my friend in exchange for the bread machine because it, it was so wonderful that she gave that to me. The other thing that's on my needles quote-unquote is the Battenberg blanket by Sandra Paul of the Cherry Heart YouTube channel. If you guys have not gone over and watched Cherry uh, Cherry Heart on YouTube that's two words, by the way. Um, I highly recommend it. Sandra is extremely soothing. She has the most beautiful crochet blanket designs. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, She recently put out a video on how she organizes her she shed or her crafting shed. I forget what she calls it exactly. But it's like I I drool over it. Um, And so i have long wanted to crochet the battenberg which is a free pattern that she puts out Um, it's a little bit different of a stylization of um, granny squares and when i first got the pattern she has the pattern written in uk terms and in u.s terms and when i first read the pattern i was like what i don't i don't get this i don't understand And so I was over at my parents' house, which, by the way, this blanket uh, is a gift to my parents for their motorhome. Because they travel around the United States usually during the winter. And uh, I wanted to, well, I asked my dad. It was his birthday coming up. And I said, Dad, what do you want? You're getting rid of everything. Do you want anything for your birthday? And he said, I want you to make me something. And I said, no, you don't. I've knit you socks, I've knit you slippers, I've attempted to knit you a vest, and you don't like any of them. And he goes, that's not true. And I said, yes, it is. (laughs) Every single one of those things you have given on to one of my brothers, you do not like it. He goes, well, I really want a blanket. And so I explained to him that I can't knit a blanket because it's too heavy. It would be too much on my hands. So then I was talking with my mom about it. And I said, you know what I might be able to do is crochet you guys a blanket, especially if I can crochet something that is in snippets and won't tire out my hands with weight. And that's when I ding, 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 remembered the Battenberg blanket and how much I've wanted to crochet it for forever, it seems like. And so I showed it to my parents, they fell in love with it. And then I got the pattern, I was reading it, and that's when I became stumped. So back to the part where I'm at my parents' house. So I'm over at my parents' house, So all uh, and my sisters are there, so all of the kids can have a play date. Jimmy was up with Grandpa, because Grandpa monopolizes Jimmy whenever we're over there. (laughs) That's just how it is, everybody knows. Jimmy is for grandpa. And so I was down in the kitchen and we were playing cards. I think it's called Five Hearts or something like that. Or Crown Hearts. Crown of Hearts. I don't know. It's a fun game. It's a fast moving game. I this was only the second time I'd ever played, and so they had to explain it to me again. But then I had to go and feed Jimmy, so I had to interrupt the play. So I dropped out of play. Mm And go feed Jimmy. And then I came back down and I was like, you know what? You guys just continue. I want to try and figure out this pattern. So again, I'm trying. And, and my sister Kelsey is an expert crocheter. Like seriously, amazing. Hands down the best crocheter I know. She crocheted me a doily for my first marriage. That is still one of my most highly prized possessions of all time. And since I wasn't getting it, I just literally could not figure out what in the world Sandra Paul was talking about. I turned to my sister Kelsey and said, do do you understand this? And Kelsey quickly read it over. She's like, oh yeah, you do this, 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 and this. And I said, okay, that still doesn't make any sense. But she goes, it's just a granny square. I was like, all right. So I crocheted it up according to what my sister Kelsey said, which did not turn out at all. Like Sandra Paul's little square. it What I crocheted turned out looking like a really pretty flower, honestly. I, I mean, I like it. I posted it on Instagram and everybody was like, this could be a new pattern. <laughs> it's like, yep, but it's not what it was supposed to be. So then Kelsey was looking at it. She's like, that doesn't make any sense here. And so we switched places. I took over her spot in the game and she started crocheting up another square. And she was just... She was reading it over and over and over again. She's like, this doesn't make any sense. What it turns out is Sandra Paul, she's a UK crocheter and they have different terms. And that term, those terminologies don't necessarily translate well into English, apparently. Uh, American, American style. So my sister, through trial and error, figured out what it was that we needed to do. Uh, My sister Kelsey was also very frustrated, but in the end she loved the square and um, she was like, oh, I want to help now crochet this blanket for mom and dad. So I ended up giving her one of the colorways to take home and she's already been working on it. I think she took home the, is it the lemon or the custard? I think she took home the custard colorway. Anyway, so... Then we switched places again. Kelsey then took over again in the game. And I then sat in the chair beside Kelsey and uh, attempted my second square. And with her oversight, I was able to get it. And everything kind of clicked into place then. But if I didn't have my sister, if I was just a normal crocheter, I think I would have cried. Now, I did see later on, after I read the pattern further, that Sandra Paul actually says that she's got a few videos to help with the pattern crochet. Um, I have not looked at them, so I don't know how helpful they are, but they are there. Um, So that could help other people who don't have an expert crocheting sister um, on the back burner (laughs) for them to help, but that that was really great my whole family is very excited about this blanket it's so cute how everybody's just kind of gotten on board one of my other nieces wants to help I think my sister Amy wants to help and I think my other my sister-in-law Mary mentioned that she wanted to crochet some who was also a really great crocheter who doesn't think she's a great crocheter because she mainly just crochets um washcloths and dishcloths and things like that but um you know I know she wants to expand things and she knows how to crochet a granny square. So she can definitely do this. Like she's really good. She just needs to believe in herself a little bit more. Anyway, so, you know, with everybody's help, even if I have to uh, dump out, like I, if I can't finish it, I've only crocheted two squares so far. I've started the third. But yeah, I can get through. This is really pathetic because these squares are less than three inches around a uh, square and mm, on a good day, I, couldn't, I could crochet one square. On a bad day, like I had on Sunday, I was able to crochet two rounds, and then I had to put it down because my hand was cramping. Isn't that pathetic, guys? Ugh, so, so frustrating. Anyway, but that is On the Couch. On the Shelf. I have one thing on the shelf, and that is my newest design, Softly Softly Around the House. And it's my my second headkerchief design. I have a third one in the making, but again, we all know why it's not developing. But this one, uh, I love this one so much. I used my leftovers of Charming You, Jingle July, July Jingle, there there you go, and her minis to knit this one up because it is my favorite colorway. And this one is different than the first one even though it is still in garter stitch. This one differs in multiple ways. First off, you're knitting from the tip most part so the bottom up and you bind off with an i-cord edge and you have i-cord tails so that you can tie it around your head. I find both of my headkerchiefs very comfortable. I literally could not tell you which one I find more comfortable. Now, easier to put on would be my first head kerchief with just the button enclosing it, uh, shutting it. But once I get my, the second one on the, uh, on my head, it, it's very comfortable and I want to wear it all day. And I do actually, I wear these things almost every single day. I've been wearing them all around Anchorage. I'm sure people think I'm a member of some, you know, remote, um, a uh, religious uh, cult or something like that but i don't care cuz i'm comfortable and my husband thinks i look adorable in them and that's all that matters to me we have a religious sect here in alaska that's sort of russian orthodox but also is not and they're very um they're not exclusive they're they they're very um reticent about mingling with people outside of their faith but you do see them when they come into town a couple times a year they come in and they you know stock up on food supplies and stuff and then they go back out to their villages um and it my head kerchief does kind of remind me a little bit of what these beautiful women wear and oh my gosh these women ah oh, they have the most beautiful clothing they embroider everything they hand stitch everything and make their own clothes. As at, at least I think they do. I've never officially talked to them because you can tell they don't want you to talk to them. Uh, but they are, they just have the most beautiful things. I, I love seeing them when they come into town, which they should be coming in soon since it's springtime and they can make their way in. But this head kerchief reminds me of them. So, but it's very romantic, very soft. It's also like you could knit this up even with the I cord bind off and the I cord tails. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna say two movies. So maybe four, four and a half hours you could knit this up in. Not bad, really, huh, my friends? And that is on the shelf. Oh, by the way, oh, never mind. This is also a free pattern on Ravelry and on my website. <laughs> so you can go and get it. You don't have to pay a dime. So it's a fun thing to knit. And actually, I think it would be really fun to give as gifts for Easter Sunday. I think that would be really fun to give to some of the women folk in your life as an Easter Sunday gift. Oh, I just thought of that. Oh, I wish I could knit. Okay, anyway, now that is on the shelf. personal skill set. So last episode, I kind of forestated what I or forecasted what I was going to talk about today uh, in the personal skill set section, mental boundaries, we're going to first talk about normal boundaries, and then go into what I mean by mental boundaries afterwards. Now, traditionally, when we talk and speak about creating boundaries, we talk about we talk about our value system as in what you believe in and uh, that is the right and the wrong way for you to behave. And it it includes your spiritual beliefs. So a simple boundary is that you believe that murder is bad. Taking the life of of another human being is bad, evil, wrong, whatever word you want to put on that. And so you set up a personal boundary that you will never do that. And then there another personal boundary is if hitting or physically hurting another human being is something that you view as bad, then you will set up a personal boundary that you will never hit or harm another human being. Now, these are simple boundaries. They seem kind of blatant, right? These are also what we call universal boundaries because every country in the world has a boundary which they we term as laws when you think about a uh, um a law that is really just a universal boundary for the entire country or area in which you live and these are set up in place to protect the community and the two uh boundaries that i just talked about Uh, refraining from hurting another human being, refraining from killing another human being, are two universal boundaries uh, that we, or laws that we have in this world. And if you break those boundaries, then there are consequences or repercussions usually resulting in incarcerations, sometimes even the death penalty, right? Like you took a life, we take your life kind of a thing. And that's the consequence of breaking a boundary or a law. But there are, most of the boundaries in this world are not so clear cut. You can also think of some really clear boundaries as the Ten Commandments. Those are what Christians believe are the laws according to God. Those are boundaries. Thou shalt not lie. Lying, that's belief that lying is bad uh, and you say that you will not lie. That is a bound personal boundary as well as a Christian universal boundary that is out there. But let's say that you are, have a personal belief system that drinking is bad. Maybe again, maybe this is a um, a belief system that you hold because of a life experience or you grew up being taught that it was uh, not a good thing and to refrain from it, whether by your parents, your society, your your religious beliefs. But you have to figure out a way in our uh, society of upholding that boundary because society as a whole is okay with drinking, not to excess, right? But drinking is okay alcohol is okay at some one time it wasn't okay and we had prohibition that was again a law slash boundary at that time and so but overall we believe that drinking is okay well you have to figure out a way how you are going to uphold this belief or this boundary within your own personal life without imposing or manipulating other people into holding the same. So one of the ways you might do that is is that you refrain from bringing any alcohol into your home. That you let your friends know that it's okay if they drink you're just not going to partake. You can be a person who is there for your friends who uh you know is a sober driver when they need it. But um You can even sometimes go so far as to ask other people not to drink when they're in your presence. That's kind of walking the line. I mean, it's not manipulation because you're blatantly asking them. But it's kind of walking the line of imposing your beliefs on other people. Um, However, there are some situations in in which it is okay to ask somebody something like that. But then what if other people don't hold the same boundaries as you? What if your friends like to drink, and but they don't go overboard, they drink responsibly, they have a limit, uh, perhaps they do it at home or in a safe place or they have a designated driver. Does that make your friend a bad person because they don't believe drinking is bad? No, it's just that they have a different set of values and boundaries for their lives than you do for yours. The problem we run into is that when we impose our boundaries and values on other people and we either manipulate them or we browbeat them into conforming with your own belief system, then we've overstepped the mark and we're impeding our boundaries and value systems on other people and thus removing their free will. And that is a big no-no. I'm going to tell you a little story and <clears throat> give you a little background now some of you may know or may have realized that I grew up LDS or Mormon as the lingo is. I even served a mission when I was 21 years old. For 18 months, I left my family. I was only in contact with them through email. I mean, not through email, sorry, through letter. And then on Christmas and Mother's Day, I got to speak to them on the phone. That was it. The rest of the time was just dedicated to doing missionary work. Well, things happened in my life, and I fell gradually away from the church that I grew up with. However, I still held many of the beliefs of the LDS church as true for me, and I used those beliefs and values to set up my own personal boundaries. I'd been doing this all along, unbeknownst to me, um, because we'd never use boundaries as a language language. set of skills. When I was growing up, I was just taught right from wrong, according to the religion I was brought up in and according to my parents beliefs. But that did dictate as an adult what I then viewed as my value system and what I viewed as right and wrong, which then led to me setting up my own personal ba- boundaries. Um, And one of those is that I don't drink. And You know for a while there it's not I I don't even necessarily view drinking as necessarily bad in excess yes um I I it's never bothered me that other people drink around me um it's never ever been a temptation to me I've I've tasted it once or twice and man it tastes terrible Uh, if I wanted medicine I would take medicine that's been my viewpoint all along I just I never understood it and then I met my husband, who now lives a sober lifestyle and had been sober sober for about six months when I met him. And he grew up uh, understanding that alcohol was acceptable and there really were no boundaries around it. And so he went to excess when he was uh, in his 20s. And he there were no boundaries for him around drinking, when to stop, what is appropriate behavior and what is not. And he has some pretty traumatic things happen to him that led him to reevaluate these things, and he did a quick one eighty like one day drinking was okay, and the next day it was not, and he just would not even take a sip now he does take a sip now and then of non alcoholic beer because he likes the taste I don't get it, but whatever. Um, but he lives a sober lifestyle. and so we have a family boundary in our home that we do not bring in alcohol into our home. and we avoid situations in which our friends may be drinking to excess ac- excess. Yeah. So recently we had St. Patty's Day, and we got invited to a friend's party. And my, I spoke to my husband. I said, well, I don't think I can go because J- it's right when Jimmy needs to go to bed. But if you want to go, totally feel, feel, feel free to go. And he goes, no, 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 it's all right. I don't, Um, I'm going to skip this one. And I asked him why. And he said, well, at this one, because it's St. Paddy's Day, drinking is such a big deal for St. Paddy's Day that they just drink a lot. And I'm just not comfortable with that. And so instead of imposing his beliefs on our friends, He just said, I'm just going to take myself out of that situation and still hold true to my boundaries that this is what is right for me. Um, There are other things in the LDS religion that are very foreign to many people. Like I have a firm boundary never to impose, though, any of my belief systems on my husband. Um, I've recently started going back to church mainly because of Jimmy, right? And I've really enjoyed it. And at the same time, I'm still kind of feeling my way through it. And my husband has expressed some interest in learning more about the church. Um, and I said, that's totally fine. But understand that I'm never going to ask you to join my religion. I'm never going to force you to do that or, or say that it's, like you either join the religion or I leave you kind of a thing, because that's not why I love you. I love you because you are a good man. And that's not how I define you as a good person. Well, my husband got in contact with the missionaries, and they've started coming over every now and then every couple of weeks, they come over. And because my husband is not a member, and because I've been less active for the last eight years, they're actually teaching us the lessons of the church all over again. And it's surprising how much I've forgotten, actually. Um, let's see. Well, on their last visit, they came over, they had dinner with us, and then they, they gave a little lesson, and one of them just popped up all of a sudden and asked my husband, will you be baptized? And both my husband and I just kind of sat there in shock. We were like, wait, this is like your third, maybe fourth time coming over. And we have like these little mini lessons. And now all of a sudden I'm supposed to believe. (laughs) So it was pretty much, it was, it was a shock. Um, We hadn't had that discussion uh, between the two of us. uh, And so now to have this discussion here, I just... Yeah, I just didn't know what to to say or what to do. And I was even further kind of put on the spot when my husband looked at me, kind of asking me what he should do in that moment. And I just spoke up and said, this is totally up to you. I will not ask you to be baptized for my sake or for Jimmy's sake. This is a personal spiritual journey and you have to make this decision without me influencing you and the look on the missionaries faces was one of pure shock cuz cause they cause they were like they were convinced in their heads that i was going to be like yeah honey you have to get baptized and all this kind of stuff that's just not how i work and and so my husband looked very relieved at that point and he just said well let's just see how the lessons go i'm not ready yet and i don't know what the future will bring and and that was that was it um So that was an example of me putting my personal boundaries into action. I have a personal boundary that I will not manipulate or demand anything of my husband that he is not comfortable with or that we have not discussed and we both 100% agree on. And so I put that boundary into practice in that moment. And it did shock the people, other people that were in the room right? Because they were just convinced that I would try to manipulate the situation. But boundaries are a very murky, uh, frustrating, sticky quagmire of uncertainty. Like what, how do I define what is right? What is wrong for me, for my family, for, for my friends, what, what I will accept and what I won't accept. Okay, so that last little bit is something very key to think about. What I will accept and what I won't accept. When I told you before you, 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 ha- you ca- are not allowed... <laughs> sorry, nope, that's the wrong wording. We refrain from imposing our boundary system on other people. That means when other people do something that is not in alignment with our boundary systems or value systems... We don't make them feel bad. We don't manipulate them to see the world as you see it. We accept them for who they are and accept the fact that they have different boundaries around them. Now, does that mean that we then, when we see somebody hitting a small child, do we then say, oh, well, that's just their belief system. I let it go. No, because again, we go back to that universal truth, those universal boundaries, those universal laws of those things are accepted and not accepted. Are we the right people to step in when we see that happening? No. That is why we have police officers and social workers and court systems so we call upon those to intervene. We do not walk up and tell somebody that they are doing wrong. We do call the proper authorities to then take action in that in that circumstance. Does that make sense? I'm hoping that makes sense. But most people stumble through life without actually formalizing their boundary systems. I would say most of us, I would say a very minute few actually actually sit down and consciously say, this is the boundaries I have in my life. These are the value system I have in my life. And thus, these are the things that are okay and not okay. Very few people consciously sit down and do that. We just, we kind of have multiple awakenings as we stumble through this life about what things are okay for us and what are not, right? For instance, I did not know before I had my ex-husband that I was so highly opposed to verbal abuse and manipulation and gaslighting. I didn't really even know what those things look like. Now I know what they look like. I will not have it in my life at all uh my husband luckily he doesn't even have an inkling of doing any of those things and uh but i have been taught from my first marriage how to do those things and so it's interesting because i find myself now and then using manipulation to get my way and even once i found myself gaslighting my husband and i was absolutely just appalled by my own behavior. And I stopped it and I put up boundary systems to stop those things. But it's constantly a learning experience, you know. So the question arises, how do we know what our value system is? How do we understand what our boundaries are? How do we know how to enforce those boundaries? And finally, how do we know when it's wrong to make them a more general boundaries for those all around you? These are all very good questions and here are some things that I would suggest that you think about to review your, val- va- your values and your boundary system. They're very broad questions. The first one is ask yourself what you believe in. What you believe is right versus wrong and write them down. Now I want you to take out a piece of paper And make three columns on that paper. In the first column, you're going to put down the boundaries that you see are being upheld by your community as a whole. Such as not killing another person or not hurting another person. In the second column, you're going to list out the boundaries that you know are best for your household at large. Perhaps you list such things as cleaning up after yourself, everyone pitches in on the chores, no lying, you know, uh, saying please and thank you. Those are value systems, right? Because we appreciate each other. And in the last column, you're going to put down things that you recognize are important to yourself alone, regardless of what anyone else says or does. This is your personal, individual boundaries. So for me, I put down no drinking, telling the truth. Don't manip- manipulate my spouse. I allow other belief systems and I'll honor that belief system. And I've got quite a few others. I just won't go into all of them. But those are some of the examples that I've already used today. So that's what I'm giving you. And it's this last set of boundaries that I want to talk about more today. These are the hardest to keep up and the hardest not to be influenced by outside uh, or other influences uh imposing their beliefs on us. So how do we keep these these areas our personal boundaries clear and not Im- and also not impose our personal boundaries on others? So, now we're going to get into what has worked for me. So this is as I would say the gospel according to Emily. I don't know if this will necessarily work for you it's worked for a lot of my clients over the years um it hasn't worked for all of them so keep that in mind and just have an open heart and open mind as I provide these suggestions to you I have created a very tight seal around my personal boundaries uh, another way to put that is is that I put a shield up uh between myself and others in this area. Now I'm going to put a caveat on this in a little bit but bear with me okay. For too long I allowed other people to dictate to me or influence me in this area of what should be my own personal value system or boundaries and it has gotten me in so much trouble and so much heartache and hurt and physical anguish even. So I decided to take full responsibility for my own personal boundaries. And I knew I needed a safe way to guard these boundaries. So here's how I do it. One, I meditate. Whenever I feel myself teetering um, on something, I meditate and ground myself and reorient my boundaries. Meditation balances not only my emotions, but it balances my thoughts and my physical being. And then when, once I meditate, I'm able to view these things in a more objective manner and say to myself, well, is what they have to say important or are they expressing their own belief systems and I shouldn't let it uh, influence my belief, belief systems. So some of the meditations I do are grounding meditations. And I'm actually going to guide you through my favorite grounding meditation in the Hugo segment. These are some simple breathing exercises that you can do, uh, but this is my absolute favorite. Um, But you can also just do simple breathing exercises, um, gratitude meditations, and, and some very physical meditations can really help realign your energy, such as Tai Chi. These all work for me. Decide what works for you as far as this goes. Uh, Many people, including myself, believe that prayer is a form of meditation. So think about that if you're of a more spiritual bent. The second thing I do is shielding. And this is going to sound strange and I recognize that. But um, I use this mm, most days, especially when I'm going out in places that I'm uncomfortable with. Um, So shielding is a very simple thing. Simply imagine a shimmering wall around your mind that's either protecting and it's protecting your heart, your mind, your whole body, even if you feel like you need it. And I work on that image until for me, I see it as a solid wall, something I can still see through, right? But it's a solid wall protecting my vulnerable places so that when I go out into the world, that then, when something is thrown at me, it doesn't hit me, it hits the wall. So, for instance, imagine a castle, right? And around that castle, you have a moat, but you also have the protective barrier of the wall, right? And so, and that wall is meant to keep out invaders and people who would harm you in any way, you and your loved ones in any way. This is the same concept. It's just a mental shield. And this is one that is transportable. It can go with you wherever you are. So here's where I have a warning. <clears throat> it's very dangerous to wall yourself off from the world around you in the way that I just described. Especially, it's very dangerous to do that all the time. Because it cuts you, your, yourself off from connections to other people. And those are emotional connections and even physical connections sometimes. So my advice to you is to use this uh, sparingly and only when you feel that you need it the most. When I use it is when I feel uh, emotionally bruised or that I'm on unstable ground and that I feel like I'm being attacked in some way. There is a better way of putting it. I'm being attacked in some way and I need to protect myself. Again, think about the castle with the wall around it protecting them. They have a um, a main castle door or is it called a portcullis? portcullis? Yeah, something like that and they open the door and let down the bridge so that people can get across the moat and into the castle. They don't close themselves off permanently. It would kill them in there. They would starve to death most likely, right? Um, so remember that. Another thing that I often do is when I am creating these shields, I don't necessarily make them a solid wall of of, of, of frigid or rigid that's the word rigid wall i sometimes imagine myself depending on the situation i'm in uh, in different aspects so if i'm in a verbal spar with somebody i'll quickly put up my shield and i'll imagine that my shield is very bouncy and so the words that they throw at me don't ever come near touching me but bounce off me and go back to them remember that when i used that adage in the last episode what um Sticks and stone? No, no, that's not it. (laughs) Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks on you. Ah, man, that's not the adage either. My goodness, Emily. Oh, I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks on you. That's it. Well, this is a shield. You're invoking a shield when you use that, right? You're creating a situation in which you will not allow another person Whatever they say to you to harm you and your shield has become bouncy like a trampoline so it bounces back on them. You can make a shield that is slippery like a slide so things just fall off or icy if you want. Uh, The icy is probably a little bit more dangerous but uh, slippery. You can make it sticky. You can do whatever you want. You can have multiple kinds but make a shield that is comfortable for you. But again, remember, this is a mental exercise. This is not a real life shield. So if something's coming at you in a physical form, it will hit you. And also not to keep them up all the time. Only when you really need them. Put them up. Okay. And the last one is understanding. Understanding of yourself and understanding of others. This is the best way of of working with uh, with boundaries if you don't understand someone else like their culture or even what they're saying ask them ask yourself questions like what is important to you what is okay and not okay behavior in yourself and so forth the same questions that you ask people from another culture to understand them ask those same questions of yourself to really understand yourself all right um and I think that's probably what I want to end on is just understanding. be curious, like I said in that in my last episode. Be curious, wonder why, wonder why you act this way, behave this way, um believe in something, or not believe in something. Wonder why other people do too. This will really help you solidify and really coalesce what your boundaries and value systems are. And so that my friend is our personal skill set. And boy, that was a long one. A time for huga. So let's try that grounding meditation I mentioned before in the last segment, shall we? This is a simple meditation. But it's a great way to connect to place and f- to feel grounded to the world around you. This, my friends, is my ultimate favorite meditation. And it's one that I've done for years and years. It was actually something that a therapist taught me when I was a teenager. And it's, I've held it close to my heart ever since then. All right, so let's get ourselves ready. Alright, get yourself into a comfortable position, whatever that may look like for you. Could be laying down, could be sitting comfortably on the couch, could be with your feet on the floor, could be cross-legged, whatever you would like. Now imagine yourself as a tree. If it is comfortable, you can stand with your feet planted on the ground. If you're outside, you can take off your shoes to feel more connected with the earth. You can also sit or lie down for this grounding meditation. Imagine your back as a trunk, and that you have long roots that grow from the bottom of your feet deep into the earth. Take a moment to scan your body, noticing any areas of tension. You may wish to gently realign your body so you are in a more relaxed position. Firstly, take a deep breath in through the nose, feeling your lungs expand. Then let it all out with a big exhale imagining that all the energy you were hanging on to is flowing out of your body, down through your roots and into the earth. Close your eyes. Breathe deeply in through your nose and out through your mouth, focusing on the sound of your breath And the bodily sensations of breathing. Keep breathing. Use your breathing to focus yourself and help you slow down your body's internal activity. As you feel more relaxed, we can gradually work our way into grounding. Imagine that you're standing in an open field with the sun shining down upon you. You are a tall, strong, and solid. You are old and wise. Bring awareness to your feet and first notice them in contact with the ground. Now feel them firmly anchored to the ground. Now imagine strong roots extending from the bottoms of your feet, pushing downward through the surface below, eventually reaching into the soil beneath your feet. Feel your roots reaching even deeper into the earth, winding around rocks, pushing deep through the many layers of cool, dark earth. Your roots grow and spread both downward and outward. Feel yourself anchored very solidly to the ground by your extensive root system. As you become more anchored, Feel your tree body, your trunk, is straight and strong. Feel your leafy branches extend upwards toward the warm sun. As you continue to breathe, imagine with each exhale that you are pushing any tension or stress down towards your feet and out through your roots into the surrounding soil. Feel the tension draining from your eyes, your jaw, your shoulders, your chest, your belly your legs all the areas of your body notice how receptive the earth is and how welcoming the ground is to and it, and it absorbs what you want to release Feel grateful and lighter as you begin to let go of that stress and tension. When you feel properly grounded, take a deep breath and reverse the process. You will now absorb healing and calming energy from the earth. As you breathe in through your nose, imagine with each breath that your roots are absorbing healing white light. Feel the rich nutrients of the earth gently feeding your root system until it reaches the trunk of your body. Feel the light entering your legs, your stomach, your chest, your arms, your hands, your neck, and finally your head. Be aware this connection that you now hold to the earth of giving and receiving. Feel this grounded earthly energy fill feel, feel your body, washing over you with feelings of well-being. Feel the sun shining down on your tree body and know that with each ray of sunshine, you have the ability to create your own energy. If you'd like, you can take a moment to step back from yourself and look at the tree. See how you are one with the earth and one with the sky solid, steady, expansive. You're able to both sway with the breeze and be connected to the ground. When you are ready, gently come back to the here and now carrying the grounded energy of the tree with you throughout the rest of your day. Thank you, my friends. Contemplation Corner The boundary to what we can accept is the boundary to our freedom. Tara Brock when we fail to set boundaries and hold people accountable, we feel used and mistreated. Brene Brown. Well, my friends, our time together for this episode has come to a close. Thank you so much for joining with me, for listening to me fumble my way through explaining how uh, boundaries must flow and ebb and how we can define our boundaries, set those boundaries, honor those boundaries, and honor others, people's boundaries. Uh, thank you for going with me through my favorite meditation. Oh, so excited. I am also equally excited about working on my Battenberg. And looking into other modes of crafting. But I'm most excited about the opportunity that I have to talk with you. On a more intimate one-on-one level about your crafting life and what you do. So don't be afraid. Please message me. I'm Knits on Instagram. And littlecabinknitsak at gmail.com Thank you my friends. And remember to knit what you love and love what you knit. Ta-ta for now.